Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January 21st. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, and to use the checks and balances our founding fathers gave us brilliantly to stand for liberty. We can do that peacefully, you know. We're one of the most unique countries on the planet. We have the solutions within our form of government. Most countries don't have that. That's why when people uh, literally promote freedom indexes and say, oh, other countries are freer than America, they forget this fundamental reality that we have the seeds for solutions right in our proper role of government. We, the people, just need to get involved using the checks and balances that made America great. Welcome to the broadcast. I got a quick bunch of recap notes from previous shows. I just haven't had time to get to them because we've had so many incredible guests and et cetera, et cetera. We talked about with Brian Rust and Kelly Finnegan, another Biden disaster. Saudi Arabia announces readiness to trade in currencies other than the U.S. dollar. Yeah, that'll seriously give our economy some grief, folks. I'm telling you right now, the dollar has been king in the world because we forced other nations to use it. Now they're starting to push back as they get more and more and more mojo to trade with other countries and etc. They're sick of it. Well, Saudi Arabia is one who has always kind of been our friend and stuck with us, but now they're about to bail also. That is going to be disaster for the American economy. We also had a guest on, Mr. Ward Connerly. He's the author of a bunch of different books, though. One of them is called Creating Equal, My Fight against race preferences lessons from my uncle james american civil rights institute is his organization acri.org now ward and i don't agree on everything uh you know what he's for same-sex marriage kind of stuff i'm against it but we agree on a lot of things and we need to learn to talk to people that we agree with on a lot of things to influence them towards our way of thinking to be kind, to be respectful, to agree to disagree agreeably. Connolly, by the way, is the key figure responsible for the passage of Prop 209, which outlawed base, or race and gender-based differences uh, in colleges, state colleges, universities, hiring, etc. Look, the guy's against racism. The guy's against special privilege. The guy's against, um, you know, these government whatever you want to call them, special privileges for the few at the expense of the many, he's against those, and so am I. In fact, he wrote an article called America Isn't a Racist Nation. Yeah, July 24th, 2020 is when he wrote it in the Wall Street Journal. Pretty influential column. Anyway, there you have it. We also talked about this congresswoman introduces bill that criminalizes the criticism of anyone who is non-white. Yeah, it would potentially result in a conspiracy charge. Conservative doc, um, 
Nationalconservative.com has that article. Sheila Jackson Lee, she's a whack. She's in the 18th district in Texas. She's been there since 1995, and she literally is promoting racism at the highest levels of our government. Okay, you, you know what? Criticizing people isn't always a kind, good idea. I get it. But to suggest that it's a conspiracy, to pit whites against others, what a shameful effort she's making. All right, that's a recap of some of the previous discussion points. Yesterday's show... We had uh, Scott Bradley with me, freedomsrisingsun.com. He was with me both hours. First hour, we had our guest Alex Newman with us, well-known writer, journalist, author, speaker, award-winning virtually everything. John Birch Society, thenewamerican.com. And Alex reports live from the Reawaken Tour. It's uh, in Nashville, Tennessee this weekend, so we got an update from Alex on that. We also talked about Davos 2023. The Davos or Davos concert or conference, I'm sorry, is a meeting that's held by the World Economic Forum, the WEF. Disaster, folks, as globalist leaders literally use the economy, the environment, or global warming, or whatever you want to call it, climate change, against us all for the global tyrannical agenda. In fact, researchers are now claiming that coffee is contributing to climate change. Now, folks, I don't drink coffee, but I'm just saying these people are off their rock. Everything you do relates to climate change they want you to believe. You and somehow the earth are enemies because they don't believe in God, you see. So they don't realize the whole purpose of the earth is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. They don't even get it. Al Gore's radicalism was on display at the Davos conference. He uh, spoke. Literally said the seas are boiling. When I mean, the guy's off his rock, crazy. But he's made billions of dollars off of the dishonest lies and scandal. CNN turning against Joe. CNN airs damning report against Joe Biden. He did indeed interact with hundreds of business associates of Hunter Biden, even though your president is denying it. He needs to be impeached. For the cover-up, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that what the claim took down Nixon? National security concerns over Joe Biden's classified documents are getting worse. Yeah. Turns out while Hunter Biden was raking in millions of dollars from the Communist Chinese Party, he was hanging out in the garage where Hunter's, well, who's Corvette? Hunter's or his dad's? Either way, I guess they were driving the car and hanging out, and that's where the classified documents were. Yeah, and then Hunter paying $49,000 a month to live in Joe's house. Money laundering, can you say? Scandal, can you say? That was our one of the broadcast. Hour two, we had on another guest, Destry Griffiths. He is the CSPOA.org's, the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association's Utah State Director. We introduced him to the audience. Great gentleman, by the way. And we talked about lawsuits challenge recent unconstitutional Illinois semiotic gun ban. The governor there, criminal as it gets, needs to be thrown out of office and arrested for his crimes. He's sworn to uphold the Constitution to protect from enemies, foreign and domestic, but he's literally pushing for gun control. Biden also needs to be 
criminally charged for his violation of his oath of office. Biden pledges to take away guns. Reveals his true goal to ban most guns. That's not how you swear an oath. Or how you swear an oath, folks. That's not how you keep your oath of office. Promising to uphold the right to keep and bear arms, and then at the state and the general level, violating those oaths? We need to arrest Prisker and Biden over this, ladies and gentlemen. Very few talk show hosts will have the guts to tell you that straight out like I will. The Supreme Court, by the way, cannot find the leaker of the abortion draft ruling. Yeah, the Supreme Court said they can't identify the leaker. I think they're absolutely lying to you folks. They can find the leaker. They just don't want to. Yeah, Donald Trump calls for jailing journalists if they will identify the Supreme Court draft leaker. The blaze with that piece. Now, shame on the Donald, folks. Okay, look, you can force government folks to maybe testify if they've been involved because they work for us, right? But the average Joe, a journalist, the average American, they don't have to tell you anything. They can plead the fifth and remain silent. Don't you understand that? Shame on you, Donald, for not understanding the constitutional reality or the rights of Americans. All right, there you have it. Now, the Treasury Department announced that it hit its, quote, $31.4 trillion debt ceiling. They hit that Thursday morning, so we've already soared past it by millions. It's a disgrace, folks, but what do you expect? Now the battle's on for what they're going to cut, what they're going to spend, whether they're going to increase the debt ceiling or not. And the reality is they're absolutely going to increase the debt ceiling. How do I know? Because the folks who have the guts not to, there's not enough of them. They can't even stop McCarthy from becoming speaker. Okay? So, you know what? The debt ceiling is going to be increased. Expect it. Count on it. Write it down. I warned you. Should it happen? Absolutely not. What we need to do is talk about how the Federal Reserve has got us in such debt in the first place. We've got to abolish the Fed. Uh, we also need to talk about shutting down the government entirely. Nobody has this plan but me. But listen carefully. Shut down the government entirely. Zero funding. And then let's have Congress, starting in the House of Representatives, by the way, constitutionally, they control the purse strings. And let's have them, ladies and gentlemen, justify every government program's constitutionality before it rises from the ashes and becomes funded once again. And if you can't justify it constitutionally, it never gets funded. But see, nobody's talking about a common sense plan like I am. Nobody. It's a shame. That's a recap of the broad, some of the broadcasts we've been talking about recently. You want to get the archives, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net's where they are. They're free. Spread the word. Share the love. Tell your neighbors. Get involved. Hard-hitting constitutional talk. Now, Dr. Scott Bradley gets a little frustrated with me from moving topic to topic so quickly. I know he wants to, you know, give you the historical reality on everything, and I really appreciate his, his relevance and knowledge. What we try to do, though, is give you the information on every topic that comes up to the best of our ability. What's the constitutional response? What are the solutions? How should, we, how should we interact with all this stuff? We aim to do that on your broadcast two hours a day, six days a week. Chris Carlson coming up in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. 
The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Okay, without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. So let's talk about, um, I know this is a little bit old news, but um, it's developing news. Beware of Compromise Behind the Scenes is the title of the, the next segment that we'll be talking about. How will Speaker of the House McCarthy betray us now? Because that he that the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, will break his promise to the Freedom Caucus is a foregone conclusion, I write. How he will do it has yet to be seen. I predict that there will be an emergency of some sort that will appear to necessitate this betrayal and I also predict that the people will fall for it, unfortunately. You and I, Sam, we will not fall for it, but it will happen. And I believe it will happen before the end of this year. But first, let's take a look at some of the compromises that Speaker McCarthy made with the Freedom Caucus led by Matt Gates. Okay, so we're going to go item by item through these promises. You remember there was um, it took 15 votes to finally get uh, now Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy through. A lot of people are saying, well, why don't you just, uh, you know, throw in the towel? You know, don't run. Obviously, we don't want you. But they couldn't because they didn't have enough votes to vote for anybody else. So they comp- uh, so uh, apparently Kevin McCarthy compromised. And these are the compromises that he made to the Freedom Caucus led by Matt Gates. Number one, McCarthy will appoint a panel to investigate the, quote, weaponization of federal agencies, unquote. 
Uh, and it goes on to say, now, I'm, uh, by the way, I sh I'm going to give credit where credit is due. This is from, as a lot of my material that uh, I bring to the table here at Liberty Roundtable Live, Sam, it comes from uh, Joel Skousen's World Affairs Brief. And then his comment is like the FBI, um, he says, uh, the weaponization of federal agencies will be investigated uh, by a special panel appointed by McCarthy. And um, he gives examples, the FBI targeted investigations and spying on President Trump and his allies and colluding with social media companies like Twitter to censor information on the Internet. We've talked about all those things. Um, well, we'll see if this panel will be uh, created by Mr. McCarthy through his leadership in the House now that they have the majority. Uh, but Joel Skousen, and I'm going to read Joel Skousen's comments, and I'll read mine after I read his. On this particular topic and the other, uh, there are about 14 of them that we'll go through, Sam. He says, however, all such things are hidden behind the veil of national security. And that's how they're going to evade a lot of the real major issues, because they'll bring, for example, Christopher Wray in, or they'll bring um, Attorney General uh, Merrick Garfinkel. That's his real name. It's not really Garland. He changed it because he didn't want people to know that he's a Zionist Jew. Um, he says uh, it'll be hidden under the veil or behind the veil of national security. So about the best we can expect to see, and this is Joel Skousen uh, continuing his quote, is to see the administration and intelligence officials being evasive as they refuse to answer or cooperate with investigations by the panel. Okay? Um, and then I just add to that, Sam, Christopher Ray and Merrick Garfinkel will just say, I cannot comment on an ongoing investigation because the um, FBI and the CIA and all of these Intelligence organizations are just going to say, well, you know, we're, we're doing our own investigation on, on this particular spying issue, you know, or, or this particular issue in general. Uh, so we can't comment. And we've seen that. I mean, we've over and over and over. And I would simply seen. say we're doing our own investigation. And you know what? We have enough evidence to indict you. You're indicted, sir. Come off the stand now and be handcuffed immediately. See, that's what needs to be said to these criminals. We have enough evidence. No one has the guts to move. And that's where we stand. The criminals run the asylum, sir. Yeah. Well, it would be nice if um, if somebody in a position of authority would do that, if a judge, a federal judge, or a, a member of the um, FBI in high enough positions uh, would do that. I don't think we're going to see that, unfortunately, because it's a matrix. It's a, it's, people go to Washington, D.C., and it, it's a power vacuum um, or a power, power matrix that people get sucked into, and it's just a whole different world I have. I've never been to Washington, D.C., and I don't plan to be there. But they say that it's just, you know, the power structure is rigged against anything constitutional and everything that is destroying this nation, Sam. And once you get up there, it's, I've heard people comment on how it's a lot different than what they expected. There's a lot of pressure being applied in, in areas where, you know, you, you don't want to go, but they have to go there. So that's that. So number two, we've got about 14 of these on, on the list. Uh, actually, 15. So let's let's move on to the second compromise that Evan McCarthy made with the Freedom Caucus in order to, and they didn't get there, but there are four of them that actually voted present, which uh, lowered the threshold for how many votes 
uh, Kevin McCarthy. And I know this is old news, and I apologize a little bit. Yeah, they're playing so games, they, they though, voted. to me to lower the threshold and allow it to go through, but not vote, then, is a way you can say, I never voted for him, but a way you can also lie and make sure that he gets elected. So to me, that, that present thing is a game, a dishonest game uh, being played by the supposed holdouts, Chris. Yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. It is a game. It's a cop-out. I don't like it. If I were there, I would make my vote very clear that I am opposed to Kevin McCarthy. Not personally. I never have anything personal against any politician. It's just on principle because I love my nation. It's not that I hate any particular individual. Number two, 72-hour waiting period before the introduction of a bill and a vote on it. Uh, Joel Skousen's is his comment is actually this is already in the rules. Oh, I didn't know that. You wouldn't know by observing how Congress operates. He goes on to say, but it is always weighed by the majority to expedite passage and deny amendments. The Freedom Caucus is demanding this not be waived in the future. And my comment on that, uh, in addition to Joel, and I agree with Joel's uh, comment there. I say, what difference does it make how many days it takes before the bill is voted on if our representatives don't even read the bill? And most of them don't. They're not written by our representatives. They're written by special interest groups that come in and present the bills uh, to congressmen and say, you know, we've, we've done the vetting. You don't need to read this. Don't worry about it. And if you, by the way, if you want to get a donation for your campaign in two years or six years or four years, um, you will pass this legislation. Otherwise, there's no money that's going to be contributed to your campaign next time. Uh, so that's that's where the special interest would come in. So I say, what difference does it make, how many days it takes uh, before you vote on a bill after it's drafted, if the representatives or senators, in, in the case of the Senate, don't read the bill? And they don't. Well, and even so, if you read the bill, no offense, without being an attorney, without having a battery of people review each piece of legislation, it's so long, so complicated, even if you read it. Let me give you an example. The 4,000-plus page omnibus $1.7 trillion fiasco they just passed, okay? It's 4,000 pages. Okay, If you read a good, large book, it's five, six, seven hundred pages, okay? Yeah. So 600 pages is a book. You got to read seven of those 600 page books, a seven volume set just to equal this single omnibus spending bill. I don't care if you can read and you read it all or not. You can't understand what you read. You can't retain what you read. You can't oppose different line items and, 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 and realize and put everything in perspective and, well, wait, this piece re- relates to that bill and this piece relates to earlier legislation. So because of that, it means this. And because of the current standard laws or regulations on this, this new line changes it to that. You've got millions of pages of documents to go look up to even correlate it into relevancy. Okay, anybody, I will debate anybody on this topic. You cannot read seven 600-page books. I don't care if you have three days, 10 days, 50 days, and apply them, appropriately understanding them in the reference point of context in which it all relates. It's absolutely, literally impossible for a human to do so. Okay, you'd have to have a battery of humans breaking this up piece by piece, going back to previous legislative sessions, looking at the congressional record, correlating them to bills on the books, relating them to, you know, 
I'm just telling you, it's absolutely, literally impossible without a whole battery of experts and then applying it and then bringing it forward to the relevancy. You don't even understand what you're even talking about, even if you read them twice. It's not even possible. Not even maybe. I'll debate anybody on this point. Okay? Yeah, no, so it's very, a fool's game, very... even if you read it, folks. Without single-page, yeah. single-legislation bills, one issue at a time, uh, etc., so that you can understand the impact and really evaluate the bill. Without that, it's it's a fool's game. It's a lie. It's a big old con job, pretending that it matters when it really doesn't. And it, and it's sad because on one hand you want to praise them for at least they're doing something. On the other hand, though, you're being sucker punched, folks. It sounds good, but it means nothing, Chris. It means nope. nothing. When we come back, Chris takes over again. I just had to go on my um, two cent rant, I guess. Take my comments for what they're what I'm charging you for them. They're probably worth nothing. Nevertheless, at least I get it off my chest, huh? All right, hang tight. Liberty Round Tim Alive, Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. One of the largest shipments of weapons yet to Ukraine is on its way. The $2.5 billion package includes air defense systems, artillery, and combat vehicles, but not the tanks that Ukraine requested. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says it will help meet Ukraine's needs on the battlefield as Russia continues its nearly year-long invasion. The White House announces new sanctions against a Russian-affiliated mercenary group. Here's Jared Rizzi. The White House wants to make it harder for companies and countries to do business with Wagner Group, a big part of Russia's military machine. Here's National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. Our message to any company that is considering providing support to Wagner is simply this. Wagner is a criminal organization that is continuing wide, I'm sorry, committing widespread atrocities and human rights abuses. Kirby says Wagner has so far deployed 50,000 private military personnel to Ukraine. A newly unsealed search warrant might point to the motive of Brian Koberger, who's accused of murdering four Idaho college students. The warrant reveals several items seized from his home following his arrest included hair strands. He's facing four counts of first-degree murder in the killings of Kaylee Gonzalez, Madison Mogan, Ethan Chapin, and Zana Kernodal. He's due back in court in June. Graceland is hosting a public memorial service this weekend for Lisa Marie Presley. She'll be buried at the site's meditation garden near her son, Elvis, and his parents. Fans will be able to view the gravesite following the memorial service on Sunday. Presley died last week at the age of 54. The Kansas City Chiefs looking to advance to their fifth consecutive AFC championship when they host the Jacksonville Jaguars this afternoon. The New York Giants visit the NFC's top seed Philadelphia Eagles tonight. Sunday marks the return match between Cincinnati and Buffalo, the first since DeMar Hamlin had a heart attack on the field. This is USA News. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true. The typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. And it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. 
And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before January 15th. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live with Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson. We were just talking about some of the compromises that uh, now uh, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy made with the Freedom Caucus, uh, led by Matt Gates. Uh, so that he would be able to um, uh, get in as Speaker of the House. He had a tough time. It took him 15 votes. So he made some compromises, and they look pretty good if we can actually implement those compromises. And, Sam, you, you went on a, a really effective diatribe as to why people in Congress do not read the bills because they're so lengthy and because they're written in legalese, and I agree 100%. And the comment that I would like to add to that is our founding document, Sam, the Constitution of the United States of America that established this republic, I can sit down, and I'm a slow reader, so I can sit down, and then in less than an hour, I can have that thing read and understood. Why is it that the bills that we pass under that, that founding structure of our republic cannot uh, be read within that time period? Why is our founding document so so brief and concise and we can't have legislation that is equally brief and decisive. Um, because they know decide. full well if you could read it and understand it, you will reject it. And if you can understand yep. it and read it and reject it, they'll never gain ground to jettison the principles that make America great and foment their abusive, unconstitutional tyranny. And so they've got to bury it or they know you'll reject it, sir. And they know that congressmen and senators will be held accountable if they had single issue bills that were small and one page that you could read and vet and understand uh, and debate the pros and cons of they know full well 99% of what they want to pass what they want to force onto the American people will be absolutely soundly rejected the issues will be debated the the uh, points will be discussed from a constitutional framework they know all this and they know full well they'll never get their way uh, if that happens. And so that's why they're so against it. That's why they continue. And that's why those who claim that they're fighting it with some 72-hour waiting period that's already been on the books, by the way, it's just been ignored. Yeah. And now they're saying, we want to guarantee you don't ignore that anymore. Well, none of that matters a tinker's darn, ladies and gentlemen. The truth is, it's a game. And they know full well. They know full well that even if you were to wait three days on a 4,000-page bill, what difference does that make? Answer, none. In fact, yeah. it makes it worse because it makes you believe something's being done when it's not. Okay? It's worse than telling you it won't make any difference because it betrays you on this altar of feeling like you're gaining ground when you're really not. Chris? Yep. No, it's just window dressing. And I would propose instead of that 72-hour waiting period, which you and I pointed out is going to be meaningless, why don't we um, establish a rule that every member of Congress should be able to sit down and read a document within an hour and a half to two hours uh, in order to understand what's in it. Uh, you know, limit the wording. 
you know, to the number of words that's in the founding document of our country, the Constitution. I think that would, would, would be much better, and then citizens can read it, too. No, yeah, my buddy Jim Babka, my buddy Jim Babka, downsized DC, put forward several um, bills. One of them was read the Bills Act, and you had to read every bill and confirm yep. or sign on the dotted line that you really read it. Uh, secondly, then it was single page bills, and then third, it was single issue bills. So read the single page, single issue bill, and decide on it up or down. But see, now people become a thousand times more accountable, Chris. They do. Yep. Our representatives and our senators up in Washington, D.C., they will be held accountable for those bills. So they either sit down and read a 4,000-page bill or demand that they be shorter, more concise, and demand that they fit within the con- – if, if all those bills really fit within the uh, power limitations of our Constitution, Sam, they wouldn't be long. They would be brief. And that, therein lies the major problem in Washington, D.C. today. Just the expansion of unauthorized, uh, non-constitutional authority in the government. So that's really the issue we're dealing with it here. It's not some stupid 72-hour waiting period. It's going to be completely meaningless. So, yeah, that's what I would do. So if you don't have any other comments on that uh, provision that Kevin McCarthy made with the Freedom Caucus, let's go on to number three, allowing mem- uh, any member of the House of Representatives to trigger a vote of no confidence. Uh, and I'll go ahead and read what uh, Joe Skousen has in his brief. A single member can vote to vacate the chair. The Hill responded by saying the results, they say, will be a heightened risk of shuttering the government, defaulting on the federal debts, and grinding the business of the House to a screeching halt. And I say, well, that sounds like a good thing. Let's go with that. But they say it as if it's a bad thing, obviously, because every bill that's passed, in their eyes, has to be good. It's, you know, the people's work. Um and they used to have a threshold of five. If five members of the House of Representatives wanted to vacate the seat, then the, the seat would be vacated. So now that threshold has been lowered to one, and Kevin McCarthy agreed to it. Um, I think that's a good thing. It could potentially be a very good thing, and it may not be invoked, but the, the mere threat of it, Sam, I actually believe may actually uh, render Congress a lot more accountable. I don't know. Well, it has yet to be seen. Of course, if there's an emergency situation, then they'll waive any of these rules that we're talking about right now. And that's what I meant. I don't know if you caught that in my opening statement. I I said that I predict that all of these provisions that Kevin McCarthy is making with the Freedom Caucus will be rendered nugatory because there will be some great, just like 9-11 or just like uh, COVID-19, and all these emergency situations that we need to uh, resort to uh, extraordinary measures for. I think this year we're going to have one of those. It's going to be pretty big. We'll see. I could be wrong. But that would render nugatory all of these if we have one of those. Um, in addition to that, I would say social pressure will render this provision nugatory, but the mere threat might be efficacious. So I don't know. Do you have any comment on that? Um, only this, only this, that everything they do gets you so close, but no cigar, sir. Okay, that's yep. how they will always play the yep. game. If they just had another guy or gal, if they just had another compromise, George Santos that could vote for what we want would be good. Uh, we got to let George go, even though he's a drag queen and lying about it, even though he lied about every aspect of his life, because McCarthy needs Santos to make him speaker. And see, with that kind of people, look, 
didn't Kevin McCarthy uh, have an affair too and get caught? Yeah, we're going to talk about. Okay. We can talk Look, about that. all I'm telling you is this guy is not who you think he is, and if you believe that he's going to no. bring you back to the Constitution, you've lost your mind, folks. Okay, they're not going to bring back liberty for you. They're going to always be so close, but no cigar. So close, but we can't do it. And and, and you look at the, the details, the historical reality of Kevin McCarthy, uh, as you're going to do right now, Chris, and you'll see exactly what I mean. It's always so close or always right. different than you expect or think every time. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Did Did you want to talk about the affair? But let me let well, me. We'll, do, we'll do it. Just keep going where you are. I just want to get this. Yeah. If somebody's listening okay. and they leave and they don't get the affair later, they'll know that he had one. Uh, so don't yeah, just jump yeah. around. Stick where you are. But I'm just telling you, add yeah. these little tidbits in because when you repeat them, people remember them, Chris. Yeah. No. What you people said think, is, is people very... think that I'm I'm uh, I'm. Uh, oh, what's the word that I have Alzheimer's and that's why I repeat myself. It's not true. I repeat no, myself no, no, because no. I want you to remember something. Okay. Yes. The more I kind of repeat or hammer on something, that's why in and out of the breaks, I repeat what we talked about. I summarize. I say it again. I because I want people who you know turn on the radio, turn off the radio, duck in, duck out of the program to get what we're saying. And so it's on purpose to help you remember and to help people who may not have two hours for us to get what we're saying. That's the reason for it, Chris. Yeah, and what you said is very instructive, and it, it's very vital to their plan to deceive us and to lead us along, thinking, yeah, we're finally going to make some progress here. They, they want us to have hope. They don't want to totally crash the system all together. We talked about this last week, remember? And uh, they, they want the system to kind of limp along and you know, give us that hope that, yeah, we're just right around the corner. You know, we're going to make some progress. We're going to uh, find out. You know, you know how how deep uh, Joe Biden's involvement with um, his son's uh, shenanigans over in China and stuff. They always want to think is just around the corner. So yeah, that's an important aspect of their deceptive programming. So anyway, let's move on to the ne next one. So McCarthy promised Jim Jordan to head the powerful Judiciary Committee that will lead all the investigations against the Biden regime. Speaking of Joe Biden. I'm not sure any others in the Freedom Caucus will get a committee chairmanship. And that's, that's Joel Skousen saying that last comment. So, and I think that will probably happen. And Jim Jordan is fairly conservative. Now, I did look up his Freedom Index score, Sam, because I always do that with all of these. And by the way, uh, Kevin McCarthy's Freedom Index score is a 60. I thought it was going to be lower, but I'm a little bit, I'm not going to say pleasantly surprised, but I'm a little bit surprised that um, – Kevin McCarthy's is actually as high as 60, which is a low, low D, barely passing. But Jim Jordan's is 83. And we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. An 83, you know what? It's an average B, I guess. I mean, it's okay. It's nothing to write home about, but it's better than failing, I guess, huh? Yeah. It's kind Liberty Roundtable Live. treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. 
Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, nice try, but no cigar. Close, but no cigar. There's a variety of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, phrases that relate to this, but that's really the reality when it comes to Kevin McCarthy that you're going to get. You're going to basically, uh, the deep state had to have somebody who was very, very um, fork-tongued very good at making you believe they're on your side that they'll get her done that they'll make a difference that they'll etc but yet it's not really going to happen it's not your it's close but no cigar that's the reality of kevin mccarthy kevin said he was going to release the fourteen thousand hours of video about the january 6th event hey kevin where is it buddy <laughs> okay it's been days it. it's been days since i heard they were going to release that where is it kevin well, you see, it's more complicated than that, Sam. We're doing our very best. We're going to release it. We're going to give you a few journalists that can vet it and tell you what it said. We're going to give you a copy of the Bible. Well, we're not going to give you a copy of the Bible. We're going to give our buddies a copy of the Bible, and they're going to tell you what the Bible says, Sam. Sound familiar? You see the modern-day reality check on that? Well, many people have documented Kevin McCarthy's reality, and it ain't what you think, folks. Chris? No. So, yeah, last um, se segment we talked about, him uh, conceding to uh, allowing Jim Jordan to head the powerful ju Judiciary Committee. And it is a powerful committee. And whoever is the head of that has a lot of influence in Congress. But let's hope that Jim Jordan is the conservative that he tries to make himself out to be. I have my doubts with an 83% Freedom Index score. Now, Mike Lee has somewhere around 96. Of course, he's in the Senate. That's a little different. But, I mean, the, the, the scores should be – the scores – it's an open book test, Sam – the score should be 100%. If you gave me the book and you gave me the test 
and all the answers were in the book, and of course the book in this case is the Constitution, you know, I'm going to get 100% every time. And the Constitution, like I said, is short enough. I can read it in less than an hour. Some people are faster than I with reading. They can read it in half an hour. And and they, they should have plenty of time to look over these bills. And anyway, I've kind of gone off. But he's got an 83 Freedom Index score. Uh, and I, I my comment is that that's about the grade that I averaged in college, and look how I turned out, right? Okay, that was supposed to be a joke. Sorry. So, But my excuse is that I didn't have any open book tests. What is Jim Jordan's excuse? Really? And, hey, what, what about Mike Lee's excuse? You know, I'm pretty hard on Mike Lee. People think that he's the cat's meow up there in, in the Senate. You know, I'm critical. Why Why isn't that score 100%? So will Jim Jordan do a good job as the um, head of the powerful Judiciary Committee uh, leading the investigations against uh, Joe Biden's regime? Um, that has let, that has yet to be seen, Sam. I have my doubts. Um, we'll, we'll see. I'm, you know, I hope, you know, I'd still have some hope left for this country that we can restore its it to its constitutional foundation peacefully. And I hope Jim Jordan is the man that he um, thinks that he is a constitutionalist and and a conservative. We'll see. Do you have any comments on that? No cigar, sir. No cigar. Close, but no cigar. Yeah, that's. That seems to be the prevailing sentiment, you know. Oh, we almost made it, but not quite. Maybe next time. And yeah, of course, if you gear up and elect the Republicans in twenty-four, by golly, we'll get her done just for you. Yes, sir, we sure will. Almost yeah. got me. And I used to be in that camp, and twenty-two years ago, the two thousand elections, and um, I guess I woke up, or you know, I. I turn to the dark side. Some people think that I'm, I'm a betrayer of the conservative party, the conservative movement. But I'm not. I'm actually more conservative. Anyway, we should probably move on to the next one. Members of of the conservative House Freedom Caucus got commitments to be added to the Rules Panel. Now I don't know if you've heard of the Rules Panel, Sam. You probably have because you know you're more. I'm all about it. Yeah, the Rules Panel mm-hmm. continues to make the rules, and every time they make rules, they protect the Republican Party. They you know, they protect the Democratic Party. Whoever's in power tweaks the rules to their favor, but never does yeah. the rules benefit the American people who elected them. Chris, again, we're going to tweak the oh. rules. Close, but no cigar. It'll yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many. There, it's a panel of it's a nine to four ratio. I guess nine conservatives now that we. I say we, that's an old habit I've gotten into, uh, hold the House to four ratio. So conservatives nine, uh, Democrats four. Uh, We'll see how many uh, members of the Freedom Caucus are appointed to this committee, and we'll see if those rules really do um, help us in any way, shape, or form. I have my doubts, again, uh, whether those rules will be actually – according to the rules, uh, you know, you can allow for – well, let me give an example. Politicians. Let me give you an example of the rules. That's just a lie. The seventy-two hour example we've already exposed as a lie. Let me give you another one. They say, "Man, we did a great job. We reduced it from like four people who have to call for the speaker, saying that we don't have confidence in the speaker to call for his ouster." Now it only takes one, Chris. Yeah. Now they want you to believe that's a huge gain, folks. Wow, that's incredible. But even when 20 of them stand together, they can't stop the current speaker. They can't stop the deep state speaker from being installed, right? So if you yep. can't stop the great, big, great state, big speaker, whatever you want, deep state, whatever, shadow government speaker, um, 
wolf and sheep's clothing speaker, whatever you want to call them. If you can't stop him with 20, what good does it mean that one can call out and say foul? I call foul. Foul, Chris. It's a foul. Hey, stop. It's a foul. What good's it going to do, Chris? 20 of yeah, them you're up can't stop him, right? Right, so right. So reducing yeah. it to one is a fool's game, folks, and we all, at least those who are critical thinkers, know it. Folks, we know it. You say, well, it's better than four. And my response is, okay, that's true. I mean, if you're going 100 miles an hour towards socialism with your eyes closed, it's better if you open your eyes, I guess. But unless you turn around the car, it isn't going to help any, is it? No, you're just going to be in fear because you see everything that's coming. You might as well close your eyes. At least it takes away some of the fear as you hurtle down the highway towards communism. Okay, this is the problem, folks. Maybe I'm a little too straight talking, Chris. <laughs> Not for me, Sam. You're right on target because I'm, I'm right there with you, as you know. All um, right, more writers I, highlight Kevin McCarthy's reality, Chris. Okay. Number six, McCarthy has agreed to take a hard line. Listen to those words. I love the wording that they use. A hard line on increasing the statutory debt limit, which Congress must lift to accommodate spending. It has agreed to through appropriations. Okay, well, define for me a hard line. That means you resist for two or three days and then you capitulate? Because <laughs> that's about par for the course for these guys, right? They want to put on a good show for their constituents and then say, oh, I had no choice. It was just not going to be a hard line is shut down the whole of government, entire shutdown, and then only bring back that which is proven after debates and everything else. Verifiably constitutional, Chris. That is a hard line, my friend. Yep, that, that's my kind of hard line. You bet, because that's the only way we're going to get back to a constitutional foundation. We're not even talking about that kind of hard line, buddy, at all. Yep, that's right. So I, I hope that he does establish a hard line, and it's the kind of hard line that you and I can uh, sink our teeth into, Sam, but I have my doubts. But I would like to, to comment, uh, or I'd like to read Joel Skousen's comments on that, and this is a very insightful comment. Conservatives don't realize that the debt limit vote each year amounts to a balanced budget amendment. Have you ever thought of it that way? Obviously you have, but most people don't. Well, I've thought of it a balanced budget amendment, but more than that, I've thought of decreasing spending via this every year reality check. Chris, that's what it's supposed to be for. Yep. Yep. It would force Congress to uh, spend within their limits, just like you and I, Sam, are forced to spend within our limits unless we want to go out and borrow money. <clears throat> which now interest rates are so high, obviously we wouldn't. No, I'm moving in the opposite direction. And he goes on to say, and it only takes a majority to say no, only 50 plus 1%. Whereas if we took this to a constitutional ratifying convention where we would um, you know, ratify a bunch of amendments, including a balanced budget amendment, which is called an Article 5 convention, you've talked about it extensively on your show, Sam, it would take a two-thirds vote. Yet most Americans that you talk to are in agreement. Most conservative uh, Americans are in, in agreement with this constitutional convention where it would take a two-thirds vote to pass a balanced budget amendment. But yet right now, as we sit, it only takes a, a, a majority vote, and yet we're not taking advantage of it. We're not holding our Congress people to the fire. Well, we don't have a majority, Chris. A majority won't vote for reducing spending. A majority won't even vote for holding spending without an increase. Right? So what 
so okay, along the same line, Sam, then what makes you think that if we hold a constitutional uh, Article 5 convention, things are going to change? It isn't going to change. It's only going to get worse. And I'll tell you why. Right now I can say, hey, this and that is unconstitutional. And I can highlight it. If you make the changes pretty soon, they'll just codify everything they want to do as constitutional. Yep. Oh, boy. I, that Yeah, that's going to get ugly uh-huh. fast. Yeah. I'm, yep, you're right. Can I, oh, so close, but no on. cigar, buddy. You're almost there, man. If you just try again next <laughs> time, buddy. You're going to get there. Yeah. Yep, that's the name of the game. And and I sniffed that out. I, I, I keep saying this, Sam, and I hate to say it, but I All sniffed right. that out 22-plus years ago. Anyway, we need, we need to move on. Can I – I really – yeah, let's go to the next one. I want to talk about the Keynesian system. We Let me just say, say it in in brief. We We have to increase the debt ceiling, and here's why. On a Keynesian system, Sam, you have to – in order – to accommodate for the expansion of the economy, you have to expand the money supply under a Keynesian system. So we have to increase the debt limit. Otherwise, our economy would crash because the money supply would not expand fast enough to keep up with the expanding economy. So it's You're right. That's point. why the seeds of destruction were sown back in 1913. And until we recognize and highlight that reality check, nothing you do will make a difference, folks, because the seeds of destruction are in the plan. Fiat currency fails. Ponzi schemes have to grow and find the next growing victim. Uh, the snowball has to get bigger or else it eventually stops and fails. Do you read me? And there is no way to get out of debt because, hey, even if you paid it off to the last dollar, where are you going to get the interest that that dollar caused? Answer, you don't have any money unless you borrow another dollar. Oh, we go round and round the barn of dishonesty, right? That's the truth. Yes. I prove it to you. And I'm telling you, I'll debate this with any economist, any Federal Reserve chair, anybody in the country. Oh, yeah. And even Joel Skousen seems to um, lose that point. You know, he talks about the, the debt ceiling, and, you know, obviously his sentiments are noble. I don't but think he's losing he, the point. I just think he thinks in the short term, you know what, we can slow the, the, the train down and we can do some things that improve our situation. Uh, and to some degree, he's right about that. Yeah. Right? No, he is right. I, 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 he's not that dumb, obviously. He's, he's a very intelligent individual. But, um, yeah, so the, it's, an, it's a moot point. I think it's the point we're trying to make here, Sam. So the next one um, is the holdouts reportedly got a pledge to get floor votes on term limits. And border security. And we'll have to talk right, about that. When we come back, on- we're going to talk about term limits. I'm not a term limit guy, ladies and gentlemen. I know a lot of people are, but I'm not. And we'll talk about that in detail. we got a whole lot coming up, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. We debate details. We get into the weeds. We get into the discussions that matter most. And you can say, well, Sam, that's not helpful. And my response is, you just keep listening to the so close, but no cigar plan then. Nice try, but no cigar plan. And after a while, you'll decide maybe the details do matter. Maybe Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson and others who point to real solutions. Maybe we do matter. And you can say, well, Sam, you'll never get enough people to matter. That's all right. I can at least stand before God and these witnesses today that I am a truth teller. And this is Liberty Roundtable, LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic.